1: everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England Zone, Van Helsing. And with me, my co-host, all the way from the land of the Red Dragon, the gold standard in ghost hunting, Mr. Steve Passes,
0: With his fingers crossed on both well, ends... Uh, you not see the message? We've got um, the world. Well, we, we've been having thunderstorms today, so we've got the world's flakiest broadband tonight. It's on oh. again, off again, on again, off again. Wonderful. Drive me up the wall. Yeah, wonderful is the word. I did send you a message explaining that.
1: Yeah, well, so well, I might I, disappear at so any so moment. Don't worry about it because I forgot today was Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Tuesday. Might be. So there you go. I wasn't even uh, aware until my wife says, "Don't you have a show tonight?" Mm. Uh, yeah, so there you go. I almost missed the show. <laughs> so all kinds of good things happening here for us today,
0: isn't it? Just, isn't yeah. it? Just, yeah. And we're fighting the Indian variant. Oh, something new. Yeah, we got a, we have a new variant over here now. Um, Lucky you. Which, yeah, which means that they're threatening us again
1: with the lockdown. Yeah. Are you totally unlocked now?
0: No, no. Now, no, we're we're at alert level two.
1: Oh.
0: And then we've got next one is alert level one. That's supposed to be in a couple of weeks. But they're now sort of going, oh, well, we might hold on in case, you know, in case somebody sneezes. Yeah. It's all very tiresome.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, we're pretty much open here to. The, to yeah. uh, aren't,
0: now, you, so. aren't you mask free now?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's uh, what we, w- that's well, what we sort would of go to. Certain places, uh, like Home Depot, for instance, they require masks. There are certain stores that do require masks. Uh, hospitals, uh, doctor's offices, and, and you know. Those... Uh, we're
0: supposed we're, we, if if we stay on track, we're supposed to go mask free from the twenty first. Yeah.
1: Oh, good. Uh, that would be. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Well. Saw an
0: interesting interesting news article on it today. It said, um, at some point, we're going to have to learn to live with this and, you know, adapt. Um, When our governments let us (laughs) learn to live with it and stop telling us how to live with it. Mm. Kind of of an element of truth in that.
1: Yeah, I guess. I have some uh, kind of sad news today that I just... uh... Just start, start the show off on a sad note. Go yeah, on. well, you already started talking about the virus, so there you go. In <laughs> um, thunderstorms and missing the th- today, but yeah, Memorial I'm Day to
0: give you a heads up. Memorial Day
1: was Monday, so that kind of threw me off. I guess that's what I'm taking. that as my excuse, so I'll, I'll go with that. But, anyways, uh, I, I I saw that. Uh, Leanne Wilbur died. She was the proprietor of the Lizzie Borden House, and I've known her, oh God, since two thousand and five. I want to bet say somewhere around there, two thousand five. I
0: was yeah. say since since Lizzie lived there. <laughs> no, I know. Isn't Liz- that isn't it
1: on the market?
0: Hasn't um...
1: it was sold? Yeah,
0: yeah. I was going to say it was in the news recently that. Uh, yeah, was, it was it Zach sold. that Zach Begans has bought it? No, I don't think so. I think I read that he had.
1: Yeah, he buy yeah, whatever. Would you read it on the internet? <laughs> I can only read it on the internet. You don't have newspapers in that country.
0: not that I'm gonna go out and buy. Uh it's on the internet. Why do I need that?
1: You don't you don't buy a newspaper? No. You get it on the internet. Uh, yeah, but it there's nothing it's like buying a book on the internet. You buy you want
0: No, book, you can on you, you can yeah, get all is. the you no, know, you get all the newspapers on the internet. Yeah, but you want a physical. Or Facebook? They yeah, just read Facebook.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: Everything's on Facebook, isn't it? You Babers. know, right. Like...
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, she was uh, she self-censoring. Was cool.
0: Yeah, I never got there. Dylan went, but um, yeah. I had a visitor on um, Thursday of last week.
1: Well, can I finish my story? Of... Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well. Whatever. Go ahead, go with Dylan.
0: No, go on. Well, it was only because of Dylan having visited the Borden House on his last visit.
1: It was a good segue, I'll give you that.
0: Yeah, that reminded me that i had a visitor on Thursday because he came down for
1: the day. Mm. Mm. And he did a teller of curious tales. I bet you.
0: No, but he's doing a couple in the next few weeks for us.
1: Yeah. Okay. There you go. He said. So, I said. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, yeah, that's.
0: Don't that's hold scary. your breath.
1: So, um, this past week, my son uh, took me and my wife uh, to the American Heritage Museum, which yep, is the The coolest place that you could go. I mean, it's got all these freaking vehicles. It's got a working uh, Panzer One. It, it has uh, a Messerschmitt. It has it has a plane from uh, Pearl Harbor, uh, the last remaining plane from Pearl Harbor. Uh, it's it's a exquisite museum all inside you can you know you don't have to uh go out in the hot sun or whatever it, it, they're all inside they they all have uh, uh placards with it it tells you all the information they have tour guides here of course they have tons of uh, videos and things and so it's it's really a, they have a b1 which is another cool thing but yeah they got so many so many cool things in there and uh But that that got to me thinking. Did you you? I know that you investigated ships, right? Uh huh. Yeah, you investigated a warship, right?
0: Yeah. Okay, including one with you in America.
1: That's right. We did the Salem. Um, Mm -hmm. but have you ever done anything else? Have you ever like, you know? Oh God, yeah. Um, like like what? Because I I,
0: I, go ahead. Um, ship me maritime museum. Aviation museum, um, army, former army bases, um, yeah, multiple of ex-military aerodromes and airfields so and with, with or
1: without the vehicles in them.
0: Uh, some with, some without. Oh, okay. We're not short of ex-ex um, World War Two airfields here. Your lot yep. kept building them.
1: <laughs> you have a uh, you have an excellent. Uh um what do you call it uh, museum there too uh they have I forget the name of it though of course the Imperial War Museum. Yes, yes, it's awesome there. For, you ever been it there? It is.
0: I've been there many times. Yeah. Many times. I've even I've even conducted well there's actually three Imperial War museums. Oh there um, is okay. Well it's the same museum but they have three sites I should say. They have the okay. they have the London the one that's in the centre of London mm-hmm. then there's one in Manchester and then they have the airfield. Uh, where they have uh, about, I think there's about 75 flying restored World War Two aircraft. They have a big display, uh, annually called the Flying Legends. It's kind of like your Confederate Air Force. Um, we didn't have any Air Force in the Confederates. No, it used to be called the Confederate Air Force before it became called the Commemorative Air Force, the CAF. It's based in Texas.
1: Oh, Okay. Oh, yeah, we can't call anything Confederate now because that's... Well, it
0: used this... to be. I mean, for, for decades, I... it was the Confederate Air Force. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And then they called it the Commemorative Air Force, politically correct reasons. But, uh, yes, they're based in... Um, I can't remember the name of the airfield now, but I've been there, Texas. And we went to one of their displays, and it was monumental because they have the, B-7, the B-29 Fifi. And she does a Tora, Tora, Tora display with... Um, uh, they have, a. I think they had one, they had a couple of real Japanese aircraft and then some Harvards from the movie Tora, 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 mm-hmm. uh, which were replica, you know, they've been yeah, sort of replicas, yeah. mo- mocked up. Although they were American uh, Texan Harvards, whatever they were called, um, T-6s, mm-hmm. they were um, modified so that they looked like Japanese um, torpedo bombers and zero fighters. Oh, okay so uh, they, they all take th- part and then at the end of it fifi flies over and drops i i don't know if they still do the it because
1: wipes out all the people
0: well they, no they got complained about for doing it but what the, the end of the display always of this tora 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 segment always used to be uh, fifi the b29 would fly over and drop this bomb and then they would do a giant pyrotechnic mushroom cloud thing uh, oh, that was too too yeah, yeah, They yeah. did they did it for about forty years, and then somebody complained about it.
1: Yeah, of course Everybody. they did. Yeah,
0: oh, so uh, I don't know if they still do it anymore. Maybe somebody who's in Texas would know. Is the yeah. is the commemorative Air Force still doing the tora 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 displays?
1: Tora tora tora.
0: And yeah, does be the cool. feet yeah. still drop? The be uh, still drop little. More? So they
1: they do it. <laughs> they do a. uh uh so it's a mock atomic bomb, is that?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a. It's. It, they don't drop anything because obviously. Oh, they, they don't. don't. No, okay. they don't actually drop anything. But it flies over, and then they have a, gr- a gigantic pyrotechnic, um, mushroom cloud. Yeah. Uh, it's a petroleum, um, thing on the ground. Bags of uh, plastic bags full of petroleum, gasoline. Sorry. Oh. Americans. Yeah, gasoline. Wow. gasoline.
1: That's, that's. And then they cool.
0: light it, and it goes. Poof, in a huge great mushroom cloud it's awesome to see hmm. the uh and the b-17 does this one engine, um they, <clears throat> they've got a smoke injector on one of the engines of the b b-17 and they've modified the undercarriage so um it comes you know that sequence in the movie where he's coming into hick and field and the japanese bounce the b-17 and the They're shooting at it, and he lands and skids all over the place. And Well, they do that. What they they used to do is get the B-17 and then modify it so that they could lower a single undercarriage leg. And they had a smoke generator fitted on one of the engines, so they would feather the the propeller um, and pump out streams of smoke from the engine uh, and then lower one undercarriage leg. And she would do this simulated crash landing. Oh, wow. Mm.
1: <clears throat> so anyways uh just to let roy know i sent them the pararex link so oh
0: yeah excellent, yeah excellent if you're ever in texas
1: yeah i would well, definitely i have friends in texas so well i have friends everywhere now we have for a radio show.
0: we have a radio producer in texas he might know whether wh- i can't remember the name of the um place where the of con- wow. so, air force
1: is based now so that's good that's he doesn't know <laughs> yeah you're supposed to know Texas is huge. Everything's bigger in Texas.
0: Everybody knows about the commemorative Air Force or the Confederate Air Force, as it used to be because every you could you, anybody could join. Not everybody, anybody could join, and you mm-hmm. would be enrolled as a colonel.
1: Hmm. Mm. Nice. Sort of like uh, one of these uh, church things, huh?
0: Like, like you become like a reverend, reverend for twenty five dollars. And... No, it's more like Van Helsing's Angels.
1: <laughs> the um, I actually uh, was able to uh, investigate a b seventeen and a b was it twenty four twenty five I forget now. I can't remember, but it was uh, two aircraft that we were able to get on board uh, and uh, do an investigation on which was a lot of fun. it was I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know so let me ask you this, if you had the opportunity to investigate, a, say b17 let's let's go with b seventeen uh, a b seventeen how would you carry out that investigation
0: exactly the same as we would carry out any investigation
1: well tell me explain
0: it to me um well first of all we would we would gather information about people's experiences okay. and why they and why they you know what leads them to believe that that it's haunted
1: okay so i'll I'll give you some information so um when when people are aboard uh, they hear, noise uh in the the back of the plane but there's Uh no one there uh they also uh get some voices in their uh their radio transmissions that they're, they're not sure of i'm just this is the reports now okay i'm not all right so um there's also a feeling that uh you're being touched uh you know somebody puts their hand on your shoulder but there's no one there so uh, I'm trying to think of if there's anything else. And then uh, all the, the uh, proverbial cold spot, of course, uh, in the cockpit every so often uh, it occurs. So those were the things that uh, occurred. Uh, no full apparitions, uh, but that's so. How would you tackle that baby?
0: Um, well, based on the experiences, we'd be interested in trying to document. The first time mean, we we document the individual experiences, their accounts and um you know, what What were they doing? What did they hear? Was anybody else around that could hear it as well? Uh, did they hear it? Um, did they hear the same thing? Then, we, you know, what time of day did it take place? Um, what were the, you know, as, as much information as we can. And then we would possibly, um, because it, you, you talked about an audible event, um, we would see if we could record similar sounds. Uh-huh. And then... um Subsequent to, if we were successful, then obviously we could we could analyze those sounds and look at them in more detail, examine them, see if we could find out what what you know if there was a potential cause for them. Um, it's exactly the same as the the same protocol. And so I basically, one, you as would as do it as else. a strictly scientific, of course, experiment. Yeah, ah. I mean, as much as I love aeroplanes, you know, or or, or you know uh You've got to leave your own beliefs at the door, and treat but it dispassionately.
1: On a, a didn't I mean on a, on an addendum? Wouldn't you like? Okay, so I'm d- going to do all this stuff. So I've I've collected my evidence, uh, or uh, uh, whatever it is I've ever collected from everything that you just said, and then basically you finish your investigation would you bring a medium aboard or, or would you accept a medium on go on board or or evps uh, uh well not necessarily I mean, strictly not, not not evidential for you for your your investigation uh, uh, but for your own personal edification
0: no we don't do anything for our personal edification um the
1: investigations all over no this is well <sighs> don't you do fun things no. Are you just the boring
0: no, person? No, because yes, because an investigation isn't isn't fun. It's not there to be fun. It's yeah, but it's, there it's to, over.
1: The investigation is over. Yeah, I already said the, that.
0: Yeah, but the investigation is 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 there to gather scientific data. Yeah, but that's all done. Well, in that case, then if we've been able to explain it all well and good if not and we can't and we have to leave it as unexplained we then don't play with it we you know we don't go back and start playing with evps or uh going back to your question about mediums if if we thought that there might be some useful information um to be gleaned by having a psychic impression then i certainly wouldn't rule that out i probably almost certainly absolutely not we'd use it we we would um you know if if it was advantageous Mm -hmm um we would we would certainly consider using a medium um
1: so as it, part of the I investigation or just on your own no as
0: as 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 a part of the investigation okay this is um, cool all right this we is certainly the would not expect. we certainly would not why I don't. I just hang on. You seem like you're a fun guy, you know. (laughs) I'm sorry. You've you've claimed to have read ghostology in the guidance notes, and both of them cover the fact that mediums could be a potential valuable source of information, Mm -hmm. and you don't want to throw that away. um, So you don't want to disregard it. Um, you know, you wouldn't
1: ordinarily Does it ever go, does it ever go into your evidence report? Are your for your? No.
0: If we, if we, evidence. if we've asked a medium to come along, it has to go into the evidence report. Okay. So think I... we do has to go into that evidence report. Okay. So if we, so we would ask the medium to to come along, and they would give us their impressions, and we would document those impressions. What? we would guard against is that those impressions are given too much credibility or too right. much credence exactly. so would you they, try
1: to investigate those those impressions
0: um we're not there to test the medium um but we would we would seek
1: the to information we,
0: well, we would, as would as, seek to we would absolutely seek to verify the information yeah, as we acceptable. would yeah. as we would from the information that you gave me or i gave or anybody mm-hmm. else uh, because if they said, "Oh, I'm getting the a name," um, you know, a person's name or rank or date, yeah. or then that's checkable, and we sh- we we would go away and we would check that information. Um, and every every step of the of the investigation uh, procedure is documented and re- and put included in the report. So that would have to be, you know, if we've if we've called upon a medium. Um, then that would be uh, included. What wouldn't be? What I can't see as doing, unless there was any compelling reason to do so, and from from the information of people hearing things or even seeing things, um, I certainly wouldn't do any an EV, any EVP experiments or sanction them, because they they are more likely to just divert our attention into some strange twilight world where people start hearing things that were never there and have never been reported so by the original witnesses
1: you don't you don't believe in evps at all right
0: now that's not true either
1: okay well i'm just curious I'm, i absolutely i absolutely do i absolutely trying to, get, do. The,
0: absolutely, I'm trying to get, get you know well um again um, i refer you to the book that was published some years <laughs> ago um Sound like
1: electronic, a politician there, Mr. Prats.
0: electronic, electronic, <laughs> electronic voice phenomena is a very interesting area of psychical research. It has very little place or connection with uh, the study of hauntings, apparitions, poltergeists. Um, and that connection is a very re- – the connection that now exists where people routinely do EVP experiments right. is a very recent phenomena and is done largely with almost no level of control um, applied to it it, so is, it is it so is it is it is done for the gratification and personal enjoyment and pleasure yes. um, of of those participating I agree so so in a in a serious investigation then then no i mean you might as well do it in a burglary <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know oh, my house has been burglarized oh we'll co- the police will come around we'll do some e v p s you know, and we'll try and
1: contact the um oh, the, the house was maybe the spirit would tell you who did it no
0: no well yeah, but you're <laughs> there's so many you see there are so many I things joke, wrong big, big I joke, know you're <laughs> joking but but you know for listeners, there are so many things wrong with that statement i mean it first of all, it presupposes that ghosts even exist and that hauntings can happen mm-hmm. without. Um but it it it's kind of like you know the cops coming around you know your house has been burglarized the cops come around they set up a recorder and go right will the will the guilty party please speak to us you know it's <laughs> like it, it's just yeah no 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 we would never do in fact i can't recall unless um what well, we have um there was two two examples there have been two investigations where the original witness Reported getting um, some names, dates, and information, but by their own EVP experiments that predated our involvement. What
1: that's interesting.
0: And there was other occasions where they've done table tipping or Ouija board. Now, sometimes what we ask the original, you know, the uh, uh, reporter, the the person having the experience Mm -hmm. to do, is to replicate that original event. So we would try, we would get the original people to carry or repeat the original um, thing that they were doing when they had a response or when they said they had a response. Mm-hmm. We, would, we would make independent recordings, uh, visual, audible, whatever we need to do to see if we also capture something unusual that we can examine in more detail. Like, for example, um, the Hex nightclub case, which is on the Parascience website, um, originally came about because the staff members at the nightclub had done a number of three or four Ouija board sessions, following which they all started to report figures, objects moving, uh, the temperature changed, Um, So what we got them to do is we got those original staff members back together. Uh, They were all still working there. We got them to replicate what they were doing because they said stuff was happening during the Ouija board. Um, We stood back, but we, we, we observed it and recorded. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. We observed and recorded the Ouija board session to see how they, how, how, how were they interacting with one another how were they responding to ordinary phenomena, you know, were they just being, you know, hyper aware of normal sounds and noises Um, or, or did indeed anything unusual happen while they were doing it? So what we're trying to do is we're trying to understand their experiences, Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, just doing it for our own gratification. So
1: let me ask you this, you know, the definition of an EVP, correct? Absolutely. And you have made, I would, I would guess, thousands of audio recordings over your years of investigating. Yeah. Have you ever heard a voice or sound that was on a recording that wasn't there when you uh, did the investigation?
0: Yes, four times.
1: Okay, so those are, so would you, are those considered EVPs to you?
0: we considered them as evps because we were never able to otherwise explain them okay um but they 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 conformed quite well to the known um criteria for evp they weren't just a random voice-like sound like Uh sparky the magic piano They, (laughs) they they had a definite if you, um, the original um, investigators of electronic voice phenomena classified EVPs, and they 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 also described them as being polyglot. They described them as being different than human voices. They had a more sing-songy, uh, different range of tones and frequencies, and they also interacted with the uh, events or the people who were asking the questions. Um, So we've had four occasions where the what sounded like a voice um, was relevant to what the circumstances we were doing was interacting with us um, and was not explainable by any other ordinary means in that we were quite confident that it wasn't one of us. We've had we've had many others where. You know, when we've looked at the recording later, we've realized that somebody inadvertently spoken under their breath. Right. I I know. I understand. Um, But there are four that that we've never been able to um, otherwise explain. So we we have to just put them down as unexplainable.
1: Okay, that's that's Uh, cool.
0: One of which, of course, you were you were nearly present at
1: nearly present. I love that
0: nearly because you were in the other building when it happened. But that happened in front of a Coast Guard radio operator. Ah, that one, that one. We don't have a recording of that one, unfortunately. No, we don't. But, um, but the other three we do. Interesting.
1: Now yeah, we're coming up to the break, but uh, I guess that's based out of Dallas, Texas. I was. It is called the Commemorative Commemorative Air Force. Well, I'm
0: looking yeah. at the website. <laughs> oh, wow,
1: well, I was there and they, too.
0: They still do the toura Torah toura routines.
1: And they, yeah, they're, uh, they also go all the way around the country and everything, yeah. which is kind of cool. So, yeah. I just
0: couldn't remember the, because they used to be based at one airfield in Texas, but now they're all over the world.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, there's the general staff meetings in Dallas, so I assume that yeah, there there's, yeah, there, there's, there's a, an old, base in... There's um, the tunes. we got to take a break. Yeah. Uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International right here on Tojanet and Parallax Radio brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts and the Gallant Messier family, Law Group 15 High Street in North Andover, Massachusetts and our good friends on Patreon Ghost Chronicles Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome to net Radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book or something else you want people to know about? then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at any at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. And spooky, they all talk ugly, gooky. The Parrax family, the shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal. The Parrax family,
0: they're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite
1: brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Para-X family.
0: The internet holds. Welcome back to part two of Tonight's Ghost Chronicles International Edition, and uh, just rolling back a little bit um, because of the joys of the internet. Um, the airfield uh, for the Confederate Henry the, B. The, Triple. The, no,
1: the that's the, the National Education in side.
0: nineteen yeah in nineteen sixty five the first museum uh, building was completed at Old Rebel Field, which is what I couldn't remember. Um,
1: Mercedes, Mercedes,
0: no, Mercedes, Texas. The uh, the new Rebel field was created at Harlingen, Texas, and they moved there in 1968,
1: Good and girl. that's where I
0: that's where I went. I went to Harlingen, uh, Texas, ah. to see the display yeah, um, in 2000. Yeah. yeah following a membership vote in two thousand and one made effective january first two thousand and two, the organization is now called the Commemorative Air Force. The name was changed to better reflect the mission of the organization uh, that had nothing of course to do with the former name pissing everybody off. You're a confederates right <laughs> yeah. But Shameful they were always, I mean, I, I know lots of people who still refer to them as the CAF, the Confederate Air Force, because yeah. they never really updated their brains.
1: Yeah. So, there we are. The uh, B-17, I actually investigated, crashed, landed afterwards. So that was.
0: Is that the one that crashed into the hangar? Crashed in
1: by... Connecticut, I believe. Or,
0: uh, yeah. I yeah. saw So we that made the news. Yeah, um, Very, wasn't that, that was the, uh, oh God. What's the matter with my brain tonight?
1: (laughs) Yeah, looks a little dodgy. uh, (laughs) Well,
0: the Collins Foundation. Yeah. uh, They were based originally up in New England, aren't they? But The the Collins
1: Foundation is the American Heritage Museum.
0: Well, the Collins Foundation were the operators of that B-17, um, and have been for forever. Um, as far as I remember, and um, they offer public access flights in the in the B-17. Although the Collins Foundation are based in New England, the aircraft aren't. They used to be, but now they've moved them. No. So I don't know where the B-17
1: went. It's, cr- it's gone.
0: <laughs> well, it's gone, but there was a plan to rebuild it. All right, again, again because um, I mean, we've got warbirds over here. Um, like like the Sea Fury, the Hawker Sea Fury, well known to the Americans. Anybody that's ever been to the um, the air races um, will 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 know the uh, the famous Hawker Sea Fury, one of the fastest single engine uh, piston aircraft of all time, because it's heavily modified and did they take part in the air races? And uh, the one that's from the Fleet Air Arm Museum, they've crashed that now five times. Oh God! And written it off three of them. <laughs> they just keep rebuilding them, and there was a plan to rebuild um, or restore, rebuild um, the B seven, the Collins Foundation B seventeen. Mm. And undoubtedly, they will succeed at some point. Right. the man to speak to, of course, is Jim. No. Well, he's flown in it.
1: Yes, he has. Sort of. Well, I haven't flown in it. Yeah, yeah but they, right. they. Uh, uh, Did he hear
0: any noises while he was flying in it?
1: They uh, are destroying uh, the uh, b 17 g Flying Fortress.
0: Uh Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. That was, um, yeah, that's the version. It's in Florida right now. Yeah. Well, that's where their aircraft fleet are based, although the headquarters are up up near you. Um, And for those, just to prove I'm a complete nerd, the difference between the G and the F variant, Memphis Bell is an F and doesn't have the chin uh, turret the turret right under the front, underneath the bomb aimer's position at the nose of the aircraft, Um, to prevent has a a couple of um, single-barreled guns. Uh, So to increase the protection of the front of the B-17 from head-on attack, they fitted a twin 50-cal turret beneath the bomb aimer, and that was the G variant. They also did some other upgrades to it as well. But the primary difference, if you're looking at them, it's got a turret at the front underneath the bomb aimer. It's a G. If it has not it's an F. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a unless it's a B or a C, uh, as happened at Hickam Field, Pearl Harbor. I'll give you that one. I have no that, idea. That didn't have the spine uh, streak on the um, dorsal fin because lateral stability was compromised on the B seventeen at first, so they had to make the tail bigger. What the, a nerd! Uh, What an airplane nerd
1: Yeah they uh, They've uh, uh, Collins Foundation is very Great they you can actually um, uh, Drive a tank to if uh, Mm -hmm. You pay enough money of course (laughs) Likewise
0: here if you when when and if You ever come over you can go down to the um, The Royal Tank Museum at Bovington Mm -hmm. And they have um, a Tiger a king tiger uh several various other panzers and they, they, they get them out and drive. You have
1: them. the only tiger, I believe.
0: We do, and that's at Bovingdon.
1: And um, that was the one that was captured in uh uh Africa when a yeah. stupid shell from one of your crappy tanks lodged in its turret. And it, that, advanced... was,
0: that was yeah, but we didn't want to damage it. We couldn't have we couldn't have stolen <laughs> it otherwise.
1: You had the crappy tanks a minute. <laughs> No, we didn't. Yes, you did. No, we didn't. Oh God! They if went, you're going to, if you're going to tell me, I was me talking now. to the guy who runs the British collection. He says, mm-hmm. "Yeah, the we got all, all our junks." I had to clarify him. He says, yeah. "Yeah."
0: Was he was he an American that said all that No, British he's tanks, from
1: you? your country. Yeah, uh,
0: I, our our first tanks weren't oh, the great. They, the Churchill wasn't great, <laughs> um, <laughs> but but the it wasn't the tank itself the driving bit, it was the shooty bit that was wrong. yeah. And that was exactly the same problem that the Americans had with the Sherman. Because when the Sherman came up against the much more heavily armoured panzer...
1: Oh, um, the Shermans were a piece of crap. They were called...
0: Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. It was called the Ronson, wasn't it? Yeah. And our tanks were were the same because the Germans had a whacking great gun and a lot of armour, and our tanks were... Infantry support vehicles, so they they couldn't really deal with this. So America went away and came up with the Sherman Firefly, and Britain went away and came up with uh, things like the chi, um uh, the Comet, yep. and the um, Crocodile. The Crocodile was basically. Didn't all
1: uh, it takes, would uh, see. Yes. Churchill Crocodile chafee uh yeah, chale- no Challenger saying- Chieftain challenger. Yeah. Chieftain Conqueror. Huh. Interesting.
0: Anyway, um yeah. so yeah, we went we- away and we, we put a big gun on the Churchill tank and called it the Churchill Crocodile. Mm-hmm. And that had an anti-tank gun mounted on the top of it. Yep. And we took the um the next tank, which I can't remember what it was, and we called that the comet. And that had a big gun on it, and then we could shoot the German tanks and penetrate the armor without just going ding. And the Americans did it as well, and they called it the the Firefly, and that had a that had a big gun on it as well.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely amazing how well some of those Panzer divisions were the the elite ones. They were they were amazing. I was uh, watching a documentary on uh, the. Um, where was that? Oh, that was it was the Baltics and uh, the Russians like pour these these tanks in and the, they had like six of these tanks and they would just push them to any part of the battlefront that they needed. And they would just like kick the crap out of them. It's it, well, was
0: just... it worked at the start, didn't it? Until uh, until Korsk, um, Kursk. When the Russia...
1: Kursk yeah. was well, you know, it well, Kursk the wasn't, a, vict- it wasn't a Russian back... victory. It was a Uh, Russian strategic... victory. I always get those mixed up.
0: The Russians went away and came back with the T-34 with sloped armor.
1: Yeah, they came with their big tanks, which still... Yeah,
0: and they had the... Well, the the essential thing was the the sloped armor of the T-34 because it could... We had flat-sided armor, which was the problem, and we had to make very thick armor. The Russians perfected slope armor um, on the T-34, which was then... That's
1: amazing, too. I went to that museum, Steve, and, and you look at for instance the the russian tanks and then you look at the German tanks. It's my God! You look at the the German tanks. They're so pristine. Everything is precise. Right. And you look at the Russian tanks. It looks like some six-year-old had welded the damn things. It's
0: clean. Yeah, stuff. but it, it, it didn't matter. It didn't I matter. Know, that was the thing because because it took the Germans about um, about six or eight weeks to build one Panzer tank.
1: Oh, that's the problem. And just...
0: it took a month to build um, a King Tiger or uh, or um, you know one of the the big heavy tanks. Yeah. Um, we were america were knocking out shermans literally like a dozen a day and so were we and so were the russians and we were just sticking because they had a lifespan of a few hours but because we had you know what there was one russian uh one german panzer and 25 allied tanks yeah you know eventually the the the, you're just going to get outnumbered
1: they actually them in the course is the lack of resources is that just
0: yeah totally we could wiped? build tanks faster than they could yeah
1: and they, and they they ran out of gasoline they ran out of this they ran out of that they ran out of steel they ran out of everything really
0: well they, they ran out of a lot of the heavy tanks as early as uh, a couple of months after d day because what happened after d day is they withdrew all the tanks um, mm-hmm. down through the uh, uh, F- Falaise gap mm-hmm. And although we couldn't attack them with tanks because of the bocage fields freaking, yeah. and blah, 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 that's where our rocket-firing typhoon fighters um, yeah. massacred them. And, of course, the Germans started, you know, the day after D-Day, they had a couple of hundred panzers, and a few weeks after the, you know, after the Falaise Gap retreat, they lost nearly two-thirds of their panzer force. Mm-hmm. Because they've been picked off by these rocket-firing type of
1: fighters. Pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. So there was a there was a saying (laughs) that they had tons of those T-34s. The Russians had just tons of them. But there was a saying in the in the uh, German army, uh, the tank corps, that uh, never worry about the first Russian shot. You know he's going to (laughs) miss. Well. It just it, gives you a it,
0: place to to line yeah, in on it. <laughs> it doesn't matter because ultimately, I mean, we had some. We uh, the tank is a British invention, and we used it as an as a an infantry support vehicle. It was right. designed to break, you know, so that you didn't end up in trench warfare like we did in World War One. This thing could it could go
1: through. It was invented in World War One.
0: Yeah, and it was invented as an infantry support vehicle to, to break through barbed wire and trenches and and uh, defensive systems. Um, it wasn't designed to take out other big, heavy vehicles. No, it wasn't. Um, you know, when Germany started World War Two with the Panzer I. Which, which was, was a piece
1: of crap, by the way. Which was a piece of crap. Except for the suspension. Suspension was good in the...
0: Well, it was, it was a piece of crap, but it could go very fast over yes. bumpy ground. And they learned
1: very quickly. It was that's right.
0: Yeah. Well, they <laughs> learned, they, they I mean, they captured British ones in World War and they developed it uh, between, but.
1: Yeah, and speaking about the, uh, before, I want to add until, that.
0: Uh, well, I was just going to finally add. Oh, the, the German- captured,
1: hang on. But the capture of German tanks, I mean, uh, British tanks, and I, I do want to mention that because I posted it on my Facebook page. is a nice little uh, shot slideshow on it it shows you the 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 germans captured the first uh thing because the 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 uh English lost a ton of of uh tanks in their uh First, first, and broke down. <laughs> yeah, that's true, and they captured them. So they ended up with uh, some ridiculous amount. They they actually uh, supplied the Germans the tanks. But anyways, go ahead. I just yeah, wanted to get well, to that. In. So go to well, my Facebook page; you can read the whole thing. It's interesting as hell. Go ahead. Well, I mean, true true about
0: the British uh, Matildas, the first mother, and you know Matilda and all the first World War tanks. Um, they were they were terribly unreliable, and in fact, the word tank actually derives from the cover story. Um, of, of, about taking them to France because they've been developed in Britain, and um, they had used the American tractor drive caterpillar system um, tracks, and put it onto basically an armored box, uh, loaded with machine guns and a small uh, artillery piece for yeah, breaking through bunkers. Or something. Yeah. yeah, it was it was small because it was only yeah. designed to blow up bunkers, right. um, and it had a you know a really cheap four stroke engine in it it had you know the crew were gassed by the exhaust fumes from the engine yep. um the thing broke down every 5 minutes uh one of them i think it was one famous one it was either called mother or matilda um because all the tanks were they na- had names painted on them by the crews uh they 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 broke down i think a track fell off or anyway <laughs> it, it stopped running um, and the crew manned it as a forward gun emplacement for the following week. Mm-hmm. Um, left it out, out in no man's land and just kept bringing out food and water. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Germans, they, they, you know, started World War Two. They had the really crappy Panzer One. Then they went to Czechoslovakia and they went to they, they captured Czechoslovakia and annexed it and yep. took over the Skoda works skoda yes. were one of the world's uh, leading designers of tanks mm-hmm. and without skoda you wouldn't have had the panzer II or panzer 3 or the right. stug um and so a lot of the german um tank design knowledge actually comes from the czechoslovakians right uh, from skoda yep so, which which
1: is interesting why yeah. because the war lasted so long too is, is <laughs> Do you know because... what's funny because, because the uh, the Allied bombers couldn't reach Czechoslovakia, that that's, that's why great. they were still able to come up with stuff. Go ahead.
0: Uh, no, what's 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 funny is um, there's one of these stories that you tell over here in the UK. It's got no. It's slightly to do with tanks, and it's it's about the differences between boys and girls, men and women. Uh-huh. And it and it's um, it says you that men, British men, just genetically know stuff about tanks they don't read about it it's just genetically we know stuff about tanks and um we have i've told you before uh we have a tank a live fire tank range uh four miles from where i am and in fact all day today they've been boom 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 They're the challenger two battle tanks are up there uh this week and um yeah, we 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 spend a lot of time with tanks here in West Wales. <laughs> um, we are Britain's, <clears throat> well, we are the the we are the UK's life tank fire training range. Oh wow, that's cool. They do some really. I'll, I'll tell you what's really what's really um, cool. During the Afghan War, um, going back to operations against the Taliban, um, they built some Afghan. Um, Model uh, enclosures you know villages compounds mm-hmm. uh, on the tank range so that the tanks could practice assaulting right. them <clears throat> and as part of this so you'd get two or three tanks would set off uh, with their infantry support and their armored fighting vehicles and then we were seeing this really weird thing where one tank would start to he would use his his machine gun and machine gun his fellow tank uh, huh. And we thought, hang on, what, why is it just like because he can't aim properly or is it because <laughs> or is it so the crew inside the other tank, you know, get to hear the ping, ping, ping on the side of the tank and know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually we found the answer because there was uh, one of the tank crews had come into a, um, McDonald's. So we asked him about this. Why are you shooting I was at? I see a
1: pub, but you see McDonald's. That's yeah, funny. <laughs>
0: well, the tank, the tank crews all come into you know the, the town, and they go yeah. to the super supermarket, and they all go to McDonald's and the pubs. Yeah. And anyway, this this particular evening, there was one the tank crews were, and they've got the they've got the unit badges on because they have to wear right. the uniforms. Um, and we said, why are you shooting at? You know, why is one Challenger tank shooting at another with his machine guns? He said, well. If we, if we're attacking the Taliban and one of them is hiding in a ditch and then jumps up onto the tank carrying uh, an IED, mm-hmm. uh, we need to get him off quickly. Oh, <clears throat> So if, if, you know, in that eventuality, uh, tank one will machine gun him off the top of the, off tank two.
1: Oh, so that's so, a preset so th- thing then.
0: And so the crews don't get leery about firing on one another with the machine gun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they practice it. Yeah, pretty interesting. <clears throat> so there you go. And there's been a there was a there was a tragedy there uh, two years ago. Oh, sorry. To hear um, that. One of the tanks had a miss, uh, the stoppage in the gun, and a blow it, because the tank's sealed while it's firing. Yeah, it expired. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, all four of the tank crew were killed, and there was uh-huh. a. There was a tank. They had a similar incident this week, but fortunately, it was resolved. Oh, wow. uh, they were able to um, get the the round out. Wow,
1: it does happen. So apparently. they use live fire then, huh?
0: It's it's the UK's live fire um, training range. Okay. Wow. So sort there, of, and if, of an evening, you know, you go down early, early dusk. When the, because of the the tank rounds and they're firing, you know everything from armor piercing to high explosive to.
1: They still use uh, tracers are
0: yeah, well, that's that's the cool thing. Um, what you see is the you, you obviously don't see the round, but you see the tracer, um, the, the the flare on the on the the end of the round going down the range, and um, almost fifty percent of them um, they they skip bounce them down the range. Um, hmm. And they do it with the with the, the heavier caliber uh, machine, the twenty millimeter guns as well. Hmm. And you see, you see this boom, 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 boom noise. What and that you, for? Because that's the noise they make when they fire.
1: Oh no! Why? And are they, then, oh, I get it. Okay, yeah.
0: And then the the rounds skip off the ground and go. Uh, and again, we asked him why. Why are you deliberately? He said some of them were not. He said some of them were just badly Pretty aimed because the gunners yeah. were trained. <laughs> um and some of them uh, if they want to make the shot come up into you know if they're after the tracks or to hit it in an upward trajectory they bounce the shot off the ground in front of it oh wow and so the, the round will actually skip up mm-hmm. so we've seen them do that that's and then of course at night you know when it's when it's dusk and dark you, you get to see the tracer and if they're using uh armor-piercing you don't see very much at all because it's just basically a solid lump of tungsten that goes straight right. through and out the other side. Um, if they're using HE, high explosive rounds, you get this amazing firework display as the target tank just disappears in a, yeah. a magnificent light show because they've got out on the range, they've got moving targets that go up and down tracks and they've which the tanks shoot at, and they've got um, old tank hulks. Uh, which they light flares inside so that the heat-seeking infrared cameras of the on the Challenger can see them. So it, Basically, because if they're shooting at the tank, the tank that they're shooting at will have an engine running, so it's got a heat signature, so right, they simulate exactly. that, by, that by lighting a flare in the back of it, so it warms up the back of it, so that the... makes it authentic, anyway. And in addition to that, um, the best part, though, is every couple of months, they bring all the um, Apache helicopters in, uh because they're also allowed to shoot at the tanks because that's their job too. Right. Nice. And, um, yeah. So, and then a couple of times a year we get the, uh, French air force and the American Navy, um, who, who come over with their, um, carrier based strike fighters to drop mm-hmm. bombs and they're dropping. They're only very small bombs, you know, so they know where they went. Um, mm-hmm but they simulate a full-size 500-pound bomb.
1: Hmm. So, yeah. very Speaking cool. of, of the Navy, of course, the UK has launched their yeah, new yeah, aircraft yeah. carrier, which is on a world tour.
0: It's not a world tour. She's on, a, she's on an operational cruise. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I just, I was, I was a, that was but, a was tongue in cheek com, I thought you com, understood tongue-in-cheek.
0: Complete with, well, where it's due, complete with two squadrons from the US Marine Corps. Yep. Fully aboard, um, and they proudly got HMS Queen Elizabeth on the tail fins of their Lightning fl- um, combat jets.
1: So the uh, yeah, it's it's quite a tour. It goes they're going all around the world.
0: Uh, it is quite a tour, and it's quite an international tour because you've got yep. Queen Elizabeth and her carrier escort battle group. Mm-hmm. Um, some of which, one of which, is the USS Sullivan. Is 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 one of
1: is Australia, yep. And a Dutch, uh, Dutch frigate, I believe. Or a, a Dutch
0: d- frigate and yep. the rest of its Royal Navy, but yeah. Um you've so you've got the Marine you've got the Marine uh aviators and you've got the US Navy and you've got the Dutch Navy, and then we swapped the Dutch Navy for the Royal Australian Navy, I think, at some point. Oh, dear. Yeah.
1: So anyway. All good stuff. We've been talking uh, tanks, as it turns out, and it's <laughs> down at yeah. the end of the show, but that, that's all right. It's, it's, it's a passion that you and I both love, and uh, I'm working very hard to get someone, uh, one of your countrymen, to, to be here on the show to well, talk good. about. That
0: would be excellent, because he will yeah. also prove that we British just genetically know stuff about tanks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and... Uh, but, because we know, grew up with war movies, that's what it is. You know, I mean, we talk about, we, I just mean the paramount community, not particularly myself, but as hauntings being because of a traumatic experience as well, you would think some of these heirlooms or, I don't know what you call them, these tanks that they have in displays in different places that, uh, especially ones that had seen battle uh, and people have died in them, I mean, there's, would you think under that definition that they may if, be haunted? If...
0: If, you know, if they are um, the place to a residual haunting, you know, if trauma does, you know, most of the tanks that are in museums, in fact, most of the airframes that are in museums have seen combat. Exactly. Um, so irrespective of whether except somebody... Except for the replicas, d- of course. Which... Except for the replicas. But there's, I mean, there is very few of them. A lot of them are are completely, you know, uh, original aircraft. Um and... In our museums here, I mean, our Battle of Britain Memorial flight still have uh, one aircraft flying that was a true Battle of Britain um, combat veteran with kills, oh, wow. to a credit. And the airframe still bears uh, repaired bullet holes from when the Germans shot back during the Battle of Britain.
1: How dare they?
0: <laughs> How jolly dare they? Yeah.
1: Anyways, the yeah, we've run out of time, so I can't believe it. We, we talked the whole hour runs. on tanks uh but I yeah i mean we talked about that the other interesting fact about it too and we found that on the b-17 that we did that uh a lot of these uh uh restorations i guess that's really what they are that they are also parts from other planes so mm-hmm. you can you can get uh some of that perhaps in residual well, like the, the famous uh you know the, the famous yeah and the famous uh yeah, Flight 401 Florida, right? Is that yeah. the one you're talking about? Yeah, yeah the exactly. Trial, so, the L-1011. Yeah. Wow, I can't believe we're on the same page there. I thought you were going a different direction.
0: No, no, wow. no. The L-1011 in the Florida Everglades. Damn, that's good. And, well, uh, and, and know- as the ghost was reported to say, no no person will die as a result of, a tri- of an L-1011 crash. And nobody ever did. Uh, Subsequent to that crash, I should say.
1: Well, <clears throat> we do have to go, so... Anyways, that's uh, we hope you enjoyed uh, talking tanks with us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was a little paranormal mix then, but it's so uh, awesome. as I meant. So anyway, we do have to go. Uh, we want to thank you for listening, and we want to thank our sponsors, the uh, Circles of Wisdom, 386 Mimric Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Galant and Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, in North Andover, Massachusetts, and our super-duper good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon, and... Uh, Till next time, uh, good night and God bless. And stay... well, Wait a minute, we still got another 30 seconds. Say something,
0: Steve. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. yeah, final final word from our sponsors. Do not do EVPs in tanks. Why not? Unless you're doing it for fun. Yeah, there you go. You're such a butt. I have no, no fun. You can't do it for fun. You. you can't do it
1: for an investigation. No was right. You're just too serious. I am. all right good night god bless everyone good night